0: glad that you're with us whether you're joining us in the room or joining us online today i have the great privilege of wrapping up a series that we begun just a handful of weeks ago entitled grow together god's design for us is to grow together and one of the central elements of growing is spiritual growth which is defined as the process of learning the teachings of the bible following the example of jesus through the power of the holy spirit And if I had to define it down into three quick statements, it's the fact that the Bible is our map. It is our roadmap for life. God gave it to us so that we know which way we need to go. Jesus is our model. He's our role model. He lived a perfect life. We won't live a perfect life, but if we're willing willing to follow him, we will actually live the spirit-filled, spirit-led life, which then leads us to the Holy Spirit who's our mentor. He's the one that comes right alongside us to help us live for the Lord. And so today I wanna talk to you about how we can grow together. This entire time during this series, we've been in Ephesians chapter four, and so I invite you to join me there. But before we get into the text, I wanna give you a little bit of context about Ephesians and why the Apostle Paul was writing the letter to the Ephesian church. For you see, the city of Ephesus was an important city in Asia Minor. It was full of culture. It was a central hub for commerce. There were scientists. There were philosophers. There were people of great learning. And that made, that made the city of Ephesus very important to that region. But the other challenge with the city of Ephesus was that it was ground zero for pagan worship. Right at the center of the town was a temple that was dedicated to a variety of gods. In fact, one of the gods was exclusively dedicated to the pursuit of pleasure. So as the Apostle Paul was writing this letter to, these church, to, these church, to this church and to the believers there, he understood that they were facing a difficult uphill climb. He knew that they were trying to live a righteous life in an unrighteous world which makes the book of Ephesians so important to us because we live in an unrighteous world and God wants us to live a righteous life. He wants us to grow spiritually, but he also wants us to grow together. And this is what the apostle Paul was trying to tell them. He said, you guys need to stick together. You need to stay together. You need to be connected to one another so that you can withstand the pressures of the culture. And can I tell you, us here at Westover, Our desire is for you to grow spiritually. And we want you to grow together, not only as a family, but also to grow together as the family of God. So, today I want to share with you on the topic strong faith builds strong families. Strong faith builds strong families. And I'll just tell you this a strong faith and a strong family don't happen by accident, you have to be intentional. You just can't put life on autopilot and expect to have a strong faith and a strong family. We have to intentionally invest. And if there's one thing that I wanna deposit in your heart that will serve as the foundation for everything else we talk about today, it's this. It's that intentional parents and people, they build, they build strong families and communities by growing together. Intentional parents and people, they build strong families and communities by growing together, when we're willing to grow together in our family, when we're willing to grow together as the family of God, we end up advancing. We end up being all that God wants us to become. So today I wanna invite you again to join me in Ephesians chapter four, verse 16. I'm gonna be reading out of the New Living Translation. If you have your Westover app, feel free to open it. We have notes there for you to follow along. Let's look at what God's word says to us today. He makes the whole body, I've added the word family, He's made the whole body fit together perfectly. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes my family life is chaotic. Sometimes my life feels like a box of puzzle pieces out on the table, spread out. And sometimes I feel like I don't have the photo on the front of the box. I feel like I've misplaced it. And I don't know how everything fits together. What God is telling us here is he has the roadmap for us. He has the picture on the box to help our whole family the whole body of Christ to fit together. There's hope in the word of God. Let's continue. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. Do you know, as parents, we have a special work. I'll tell you sometimes parenting doesn't feel like a special work. Sometimes it feels like a drudgery. Sometimes it's challenging. But you know, as parents, we have the privilege and the responsibility help the members in our family grow we need to help our kids and our students grow and why do we make all this investment this here's the outcome that God wants for us so that the whole body the whole family is healthy and growing and full of love for you see God wants us to be healthy and growing and full of love so today I want to share with you three ways that we can be healthy growing and full of love. Step number one, to stay healthy, to stay healthy. Verse 16 says this, so that the whole family is healthy. Have you ever noticed that we never appreciate being healthy till we're sick? We never appreciate being healthy until we're sick. Recently, I went to the doctor. I was having some symptoms that I was concerned about. Now, it wasn't something serious like heart palpitations. Uh, the only person in my family that gets heart palpitations is my wife, and that's when she's looking at me. <laughs> if I'm being honest, the only person who gets heart palpitations is myself when I see my wife. But I wasn't going to the doctor for that reason. I was actually going because sometimes I get itchy eyes, a scratchy throat, I sneeze a whole lot. And I've had the suspicion for the past couple of years that I have allergies. So I went to the doctor, I talked to the doctor, gave him my entire history, I got tested, and lo and behold, my suspicion was confirmed. The doctor came in and he said, Mr. Mustette, I want you to know that you're allergic to most everything. (laughs) And you're really allergic to some things. And I said, oh great, I'm allergic to life. This is terrible. And so he, he began to ask me some questions and, and, and he began to talk to me about some different things. And honestly, I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying because I was thinking in the back of my mind, I said, I hope he'll tell me that I'm allergic to housework. I would really love for him to tell me that I'm allergic to housework. And I'm just telling you, he didn't say that, but I'm gonna tell you, babe, if he says that I'm allergic to housework, Uh, we're going to have to come up with a new arrangement because i got to do what the doctor says. I have to follow the doctor's orders. So as we were talking, he began to ask me some questions. He says, how long have you been struggling? And I said, you know, it's been a couple of years. And he says, do you think it's affected the quality of your life? I said, yeah, I think it has. And so he began to list off a couple of things. Has it impacted your rest? Has it impacted your marriage? Um, and, And has it done all these different things? And I said, yes, yes, yes. And he said, Mr. Mussett, I want you to realize that you have settled for a lower quality of life than what's possible. You have settled for a lower quality of life than what's possible. And if you're willing to take some steps to change how you live, you can stay healthy and the quality of your life can improve. He said, you need to take these medications. He says, it also sounds like you don't rest enough. He also said you need to eat right so that you don't eat things that aggravate your symptoms. And so as I began to think about this message and began to think about you all and how we live life, I wanna tell you, don't settle for the status quo. Don't settle for a lower quality of life. Be willing to stay healthy as a family. And the way that we do that in our family is to rest and eat right, to rest and eat right. Some of us, we don't rest very well. If you're like me, my calendar is full of appointments going to this practice going to this appointment going to this scheduled activity and it's go 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 and sometimes i burn the candle at both ends i wake up early and i go to sleep late and it's busy 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 and he said you cannot expect to stay healthy if you never rest and so i began to think about what does that look like i think we need to make a commitment to rest on a daily monthly weekly and yearly basis we need to make a concerted effort to rest Some of us, we need to set some distractions aside during the day, maybe one time a day. Maybe it's at the beginning of the day or maybe when your family gets home where you just set everything aside and you connect with your family. You don't have any commitments other than resting and connecting with your family. Some of us, what we need to do is we need to make a commitment once a week, once a week to rest. Maybe it's Friday night, maybe it's Sunday night where you just commit to say, I'm gonna connect with my family. I'm gonna rest with them. Maybe on a monthly basis, you need to create some other rhythm. Maybe take that one time a week and make it extra special. Maybe a family movie night, maybe go get ice cream. Maybe invite me to go get ice cream with you guys. Whatever you wanna do, that's fine. I'm open for an invitation. And then on a yearly basis, some of us we need to have a vacation moment. It doesn't have to be something serious or something big. It can be a staycation. It can be a weekend at the coast, maybe it's a larger vacation, but the idea is we need to push the button, the pause button on life and create a rest rhythm. If we're willing to create a rest rhythm, our family will stay healthy. The other thing that we need to do is we need to eat right. We need to eat right. Now, the doctor didn't tell me I couldn't have tacos and tamales and tortillas and churros with cajeta and abuelita hot chocolate and all the delicious things. I probably need to pay attention to that because I don't need to be eating all that stuff. But the truth is, is that in our own physical life, we need to take care of our physical body because how we take care of our body determines whether we can show up for our family, whether we can go the long distance with them. But even more important than just Our own physical health we need to make sure that we're careful about what we as a family consume from the culture for you see in life we consume what the culture feeds us we consume things from the culture what we hear what we listen to what we watch on TV that's what we consume for the cult from the culture and I want to tell you that the children and the students that are in our household are vulnerable to what the culture is wanting to feed to them the culture wants to feed your kids and your students something different than what is found in God's word and we must be willing to set boundaries about what we allow them to interact with because children become what they consume. Children become what they consume. You've heard people say you are what you you are what you eat and kids become what they consume. We've set some limits about what our kids watch because often what happens is my my daughter will watch specific programming and her finger will go up and her head start bouncing around and she'll start with this whole attitude and we're like, hold on, time out. We're not doing this. You are not having that attitude. And then the same happens with my son. He'll watch a specific program that has a lot of aggressiveness and he'll get aggressive and he'll start pushing on his sister and he'll be getting aggressive with us and we say, nope, we're not doing that. And what we've done is we've set some limits We've set some boundaries. We've, we've intentionally made sure that we're monitoring their diet. We're monitoring what they're eating from the culture because children become what they consume. Now, some of you know I spent over a decade as a professional counselor, and I worked with families. And every couple of months, I would have, family, I would have a family come into me with great regret. They would come in because their kid or their student encountered something inappropriate online. And always their refrain was, I wish I would have. I wish I would have set boundaries. I wish I would have put some parental controls. I wish I would have monitored what they were listening to and what they were watching. Because children become what they consume. And I'll just tell you, parents, there are certain things that your kids can't unhear and can't unsee. We must be willing to protect them. The psalmist in Psalm 119.37 said this, keep me from paying attention to what is worthless. Be good to me as 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 you have promised. What the psalmist is saying, God, is I want you to keep my attention focused on you and be good to me. And I can't help but say that I think our kids have that same sort of refrain in their heart. They're saying, be good to me. Keep my attention from what is unhealthy. Be good to me as you have promised. We must allow that to be the refrain in our heart when it comes to our kids. Be willing to set controls and boundaries. And what we'll discover is that our family will stay healthy. The second step to building a strong family is to keep growing. To keep growing. Verse 16 says, so that the whole family is growing. God wants us to grow. In fact, one of our core values here at Westover is it's good to grow. God wants wants us to continue to grow in fact if you look at this word growing another version the niv renders it joined and held together god wants our family to be joined and held together he just doesn't want us to share the same last name he wants us to be held together he wants us to be connected to one another because connected families grow together Connected families grow together. God has a vested interest in you and I, we staying connected in our family because we're safer when we're together. We're better when we're together. For you see, division is the device the devil uses to destroy the family. Division is the device the devil uses to destroy the family. About three years ago, my wife and I, we had the privilege of going with a group from Westover to Kenya. We were going there to partner with a nonprofit agency and a church to do some missional work there. And while we were there, we decided that we would go on a safari. And I'll tell you, if you ever have the opportunity to go on a safari, it is magnificent. We took this little prop plane and we were a little nervous. We landed in the Maasai Mara there in Kenya and we saw animals for miles and miles and miles. We saw thousands upon thousands of animals. We saw antelope, we saw zebra, we saw elephants, we saw lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, no, we didn't see any tigers and bears. There weren't any there. But we saw animals that I'd never seen before in real life. And as we were driving along, our guide, he was telling us about the different animals. And he says, have you noticed that certain animals stick together? And we said, of course, we notice that they stick together. He says, the reason they stick together is because if they don't, they become lunch for the lion. They become lunch for the lion. He says, if you notice the way lions hunt is they will run at a pack of animals, at a grouping of animals. And if they can get one to break away, that animal becomes lunch. If it's distracted, if it's injured, if it's weak, if it's young, the lions are looking for some animal to break away from the pack so that it can destroy it, so that it can be lunch. And I began to think about that with regards to our own family. The devil, he wants to divide the family so that he can destroy the young ones among us. We as a family, we must be committed to sticking together, to holding together, to hold fast to one another. So how do we do that? I'm glad you asked. There are two ways to intentionally grow together as a family. The first one is to play together. Have fun, laugh, enjoy company with one another, make memories. One of the things that my wife have done, what we've done as a family is we've decided that we're not gonna just buy things, we're gonna invest in experiences. We're not just gonna buy things, we're gonna invest in experiences because experiences are the things that our kids will remember. For some of you, growing up, you went camping with your grandpa, and the first day was great, it was bright and sunshiny, and then the next day you had to deal with the monsoon rain and you had to move the tent. And some of you, you went fishing growing up and you caught the fish, but then the fish slipped out of your hand and fell back in the water. And the reason you remember them is because they were experiences. You played together as a family. About two years ago, my family and I, we went on a family vacation to Disney. And can I tell you, Disney is the best place on earth for kids. They love Disney. And so we went and our kids, they experienced uh, roller coasters for the first time. My daughter met all of the princesses and she was so enamored by all of that. And so when we got home, we, every day, our kids were talking to us about Disney. About a week later, uh, my wife is looking for my son and we keep calling him Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. We didn't know where he was. And so my wife walked into his room and there on the floor, my son was crying. So she bent down and she started talking to him. She's like, Aiden, what's wrong? He says through a whimper, I just miss Disney. (laughs) Can we go back for a hundred days? Can we move there to Disney? And my wife threw a chuckle. You know how you as parents sometimes chuckle? She said, no buddy, I'm sorry. We live here in San Antonio. Maybe someday in the future, we can go back to Disney. But I'll tell you, it doesn't take a Disney vacation to make memories. For you see, what was happening in my son's heart was the fact that he had a great time. We made memories together. We enjoyed each other's company. We celebrated together. We played together. And that has helped us throughout the years to stay connected and to keep growing together. I also want to encourage you to pray together as a family and individually for your kids. Pray together. One of the things that we do with our family is that we pray for our kids before they go to school. I'd like to tell you that there's a real spiritual reason for it, but the real reason is this. When we pray for our kids before they go to school, they have a better day. They have a better day. Often what we'll do is we'll start the day by asking them what kind of day they want to have, and it's always we want to have a good day. And then we'll pray for them and we'll say, God, help them focus, help them learn, help them be kind to their friends, help them listen to the teacher, help them focus, help them focus, help them focus, help them learn. Jesus, please help them. In the name of Jesus, let it be so. And this is our prayer as we send them off to school. And then when they come home, we'll have a meal together and they will pray and they'll thank God for his provision. And then at the end of the day, we gather together as a family and we pray. And we say, God, thank you for the day that you've given us Help us have a great night's rest and have a great day tomorrow. What we've discovered is that playing together and praying together has made an impact because families that play and pray together stay together. Families that pray together and play together, they stay together, they stay connected. They continue to grow together, they're held together, they're unified, they're connected at the heart level, they're connected with God, and what that does is that makes a significant impact. It protects and insulates our family from being attacked by the enemy. It inoculates us from the division that the enemy wants to cause in our family. It safeguards them, it puts their hands, it puts God's hands around them, and they're able to be protected so that the enemy doesn't get them. God wants us to keep growing and to grow together. The third step to building a strong family is to love always. Verse 16 says, so that the whole family is full of love. Do you know that God wants your home to be full of love? He wants your family to be full of love. The Bible celebrates a lot of things, but one of the things that it says is that the greatest of these is love. Love is the glue of the family. Love is the thing that holds the family together. And I've discovered that loving families, they love each other and they love others. Loving families love each other and they love others. Now I just have this this optimistic belief that those of you who are parents, you want to love your kids. You wanna show them love in the very best of ways. And I, I just believe that you're doing it. I think that you're investing in them and that you're encouraging them. But I wanna suggest to you that some of us in our own parenting, we have some love, but not the full expression of love. And the reason why I say this is that sometimes we have a tendency to only give what we got. And what I mean by that is that our families, our parents, our family of origin would love us in a specific way. And so we as parents do the same thing. For example, if you grew up in a home where your parents gave you a lot of attention, you're probably gonna give your kids a lot of attention. If you got a lot of affection, you're probably gonna give a lot of affection. If your parents gave you timeouts, your kids are probably gonna get timeouts. And if you had a chancla thrown at you, (laughs) you know who you are. Your kids are eligible for receiving a chancla. I'm not saying it's good parenting. I'm not recommending it, okay? don't hear what I'm saying. I'm just saying that your kids may be more eligible for a chancla. So let me ask you this. Growing up, what was the more that was missing? What was the more that was missing? What was the more that was missing from your family? Was it more love, was it more attention, was it more affection, was it more time, was it more encouragement, was it words of wisdom, what was it? Be willing to give your kids and your students what was missing in your childhood. Be willing to give them what was missing in your childhood some of you grew up and your dad never he never said I love you to you but that doesn't stop you as a parent from saying I love you to your child maybe some of you grew up and it was children are seen and not heard and you never got a hug be willing to give your kids hugs some of you you have parents who worked all their career and they did double jobs and they never had time for you be willing to give time to your kids so that your household is full of love, so you just don't have some love, but you have the full expression of love in your family. Your kids and your students, they deserve the very best, and God has given you the sacred privilege and responsibility to be that catalyst to show love and attention and affection and time and investment and wisdom in their life. God expects that of us, and I just have this courageous belief that you can do it. I want you to know as one of your pastors, I believe you can do it. I believe you can give them what you didn't get and that God will allow your family to be full of love. To God be the glory. But loving families not only love each other, but they love other people. They allow love to overflow and impact other people. And that's what the body of Christ is all about. God wants our love the love that's in our family to overflow into other people. Now, I have this, again, optimistic perspective that those of you who come and you watch us each week online or you're here in the service with us is that you come because the worship, it uplifts your spirit and the teaching of God's word enriches your mind. But I think some of us, if we're real honest, about halfway through the week, we feel like our love tank is empty we feel like there's something missing. And I wanna tell you that God wants you to have the full expression of love. Just like in life, if you have half a tank of gas, you can only go halfway, but if you have a full tank of gas, guess what? You can go the full way. God wants you to have the full expression of love. And the way that that happens is when we as the family of God, we're joined and we're held together. When we're in community, when we're connected, And the way that we do that here at Westover is through life groups. Because when you join a life group, you join a group of believers who they know your name, they know your story. They're there to celebrate you at birthdays and anniversaries, and they're there to encourage you when life gets difficult. It's not just enough for you to be joined and connected here at Westover and coming to service. He wants you to be held together because, again, division is the device the devil uses to destroy families. And he wants us to be held together. He wants us to be full of love. He wants us to fully experience love and what all that means. Johnny and Natalie Youngkout, they are two of our life group leaders. And they're very representative of the kind of life group leaders that we have here at Westover. And about a year and a half ago, they made the courageous decision to become life group leaders. And they were a little hesitant because they felt like they were underqualified, but they were willing to say yes to the Lord. And they thought, well, we're gonna be giving and we're gonna be investing in other people. But what they did not realize is that when you're a life group leader, there are unexpected blessings. They have a compelling story that I want you to hear. Let's take a look.
1: I know. We had heard that Pastor Jim had opened up his home and had a life group, and we heard that if our pastor can have a life group, then there's got to be room in our life for a life group.
2: I'm Natalie Youngkout.
1: And I'm Johnny Youngkout. I know one of the things we were hesitant about as a leader is, are we qualified enough? Mm-hmm. Do we know enough? What's the topic going to consist of? All the questions, you know, who's coming into our house, and how are we going to be able to do this? And that's where we just stopped. Realize that if God called us, he's going to provide for us. And realizing that uh, it's not us that's going to do it, it's going to be God.
2: I think that if we weren't involved in Life Group and just uh, attending church, I think I would miss out on, one, the fellowship. And two, I would miss out on uh, the community of people that could just be there for me. I think that people need a friend. People need a an encouraging word. And if I didn't have that, I wouldn't know who you know, who to to reach out to. As much as we tell our life group that we love them, I don't really think they they know how much sincerely we love and appreciate them. They're more of a blessing to us than to our family, than, than they know. And um, I wouldn't want to do life without them.
1: And i would say if you're asking the question should i join the life group you've already got the answer because you're asking it and Mm -hmm. that could be god tugging at your heart you have nothing to lose and everything to gain so uh, go for it just go visit and uh, one day you may be where we are here today uh, never realizing how god's going to use you
2: somebody needs you in a life group i mean someone you may not think that you're going to add value but You add more value than you realize, and uh, you could be the blessing that somebody needs in in that particular group.
0: I wanna echo what Natalie just said. Somebody needs you. Some of you have been with us for quite some time, and God's done amazing things in your life. He's blessed you above and beyond. You would say, you know what, my family is full of love. Could it be that the next step that God wants you to take is to take a step into that special work to help other people grow? God wants us to grow because the kingdom of God is strongest when it's full of love. The the family of God is strongest when it's full of love. And you could be the blessing that someone else is praying for. Be willing to give the more that is missing in their life through a relationship with you. As I was thinking about this moment, I was reminded by a poem by the famed Maya Angelou. This is what she said. I've learned that people will forget what you said. They'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And God has done miracles in your life and he's blessed you and your family is full of love. And I'm not here to twist arms, but I'm here to allow the Holy Spirit to stir your heart. Could it be that the special work that he has for you is for you to say, God, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I'm willing to say yes to you. I'm willing to become a life group leader. I'm willing to give my life away so that other people can experience the full expression of God's love. God wants some of us to take that step even today. And then there's others of you who you would identify and say, you know what, Pastor Jonathan, I only have some love, but I don't have the full expression of love. And I'm going through a difficult thing in my family and I'm struggling at work and I just don't have anybody to reach out to. The solution for that is being joined and held together to the family of God. It's being in a community of people who love you, who are there to encourage you, who are there to help you. And if you need somebody to help you walk through that, I wanna let you know that we have members of our life group team who are gonna be available right after service in the main lobby. They'd love to talk to you about how you can start a life group. They'd love to hear your story. They'd love to help you get connected to a life group. But if you're still hesitant, that's okay. I actually wanna personally invite you to contact me. There's a couple ways that you can reach me. You can reach me through the app. If you go to next steps, connect connect with a pastor and you can send me an email. And I personally, along with my team, we will help you get connected so that you don't feel alone, so that you feel the love of God permeate your life. Or you can just take a photo of this screen and send me an email. I want you to know that we're committed to helping you grow together, not only in your faith, not only in your family, but also as the family of God. God wants us to grow together because you and I, we are better together. We're better together. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. At this time, I wanna invite you to join me in standing with me. Let's ask God to help us continue to grow together in community with one another and with him. God, we are here. You've challenged us. You've given us a game plan for how we can grow together, how we can grow spiritually with you and how we can grow together in community. And you want us to be healthy and growing and full of love. And I pray, Lord, that for those that you've tugged on their heart to take a next step to, to join you in that special work of giving their life away so that other people can experience the full expression of love, I pray that you would encourage them and bless them above and beyond. And for those who are hesitant, I pray, Lord, that you would reassure their spirit. Let them know that if they get connected to the family of God, that they will be loved and that they will be appreciated and that there will be people who will invest in them and encourage them and help them in the journey of life. You want us to finish the race and to finish it well and we need each other just like we need you. I pray, Lord, that you bless your people today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. We're so delighted that you're with us. If you wanna connect with a member of our life group team, they're gonna be available in the main lobby. They would love to greet you, hear your story. God bless you, and we are dismissed.